Today, you are listening to the Hearts Unleashed podcast, episode 142, Understanding Ego and Ego Death. And I am so excited to bring this concept to you. I talk a lot about ego, and uh, I really want to spend an entire episode on it to decipher, distinguish uh, all of the things. So we are going to kind of dive right in here because I want to pack this into 15 minutes and get you moving on your day. This is some really powerful information that uh, if you take it in and start to practice it, it I can give it to you in 15 minutes, but it may take a little bit longer to go through this process. Understanding ego is work that I do with my clients, specifically in the Time to Shine program. And that program is 12 weeks long. And so usually we'll spend the first six weeks or so really distinguishing the ego so that we can detach and disassociate from it. And so to start off this episode, I want to start to explain what the ego is, because I think that when people hear ego, they think, well, I'm not egotistical, so I don't have an ego. Well, yeah, you do, because it's not about being cocky, conceited, big headed. Sometimes people like to think of it as, but ego is simply your identity. It's the incarnation this time around, uh, your soul, you are an energetic being having a human experience. And so when you came down, you came to a specific name, place, set of parents, uh, you may know your parents from birth or not, uh, the location, the ethnicity, all of those different things come into play when it comes to your ego. So ultimately, it is your identity. And what else about it is it's the conditioning that has occurred over time, specifically in your formative years. So I've explained before, we come to this earth, we come to this planet as an energetic being and that and knowing all that we know, knowing lifetimes worth of lessons, but then we come back into this infant body <laughs> and we have no facility, we have no language, we have no like quote unquote knowledge. And so at least of this earth. And so we have to learn all those things and we're taught all those things by other people literally by other people. And uh, we do learn things on our own, but it are, it's very environmentally based. And so that is all the different components. There's many more, but that is most of what shapes our ego, our identity. And we have lots of different identities of our ego. I often call this our inner critic. Um, I hear some coaches call it critter brain and the inner voice, uh, different sides of you and specifically like shadow, the shadow side of you. And, but I do want to identify that it's not all evil. Some parts of our ego are inner children. And I actually have an inner child series that I would recommend if you're interested, if that sparks your uh, interest that is found on the search by series tab at heartsunleashed.com. And the inner child work. So parts of our ego is the, these little versions of us, these versions of us that were frozen in time during traumatic situations or not even necessarily traumatic by someone's definition, but are like our brain developed on those days. And because our brain developed on those days, we developed survival mechanisms. And this is, you know, a good example would be you're in school and you answer a question wrong and people laugh at you or the teacher says, no, that was wrong. And all of a sudden you felt dumb or incompetent or foolish. And 
that is a perceived threat to us. Like when we, our ego's job, I should have said this a minute ago, our ego's job is to keep us safe, comfortable, and looking good. So I want you to think of all the times in your life that your ego has had you make decisions from being, staying safe, staying comfortable, and looking good. Our ego prevents us from being risk takers. And again, this is all perceived, meaning leaving a toxic relationship feels like a risk if your ego tells you it's not safe, it's not comfortable, and it doesn't have you look good, right? Although it's for your the highest good, your ego, your inner critic will convince you to stay in that relationship, maybe a job that's not serving you, or you ju- you have an okay life and you want to take the next step up. You want to accelerate or elevate. And your ego is like, who do you think you are? You have no right to do that. What will people say, think of you? And your ego will talk you off ledges of your bravery because its job is to keep you safe comfortable and looking good. And also it wants to maintain its identity. So you've got these identities. One of my identities, one of my egos is athlete, right? So I want to stay looking good, looking competitive, being a winner, all of those different things. And it would prevent me from taking a business risk or starting a business because I didn't want to look, be seen failing, right? I only want to win. I want to look good. That was an old thing. I had to let that go in order to become successful at my job. (laughs) And same thing, like you want to start a healthy relationship, you're going to have to let go of your ego. And part of that is codependency, more conditioning that's happened in our past. And so these are all survival mechanisms. I want to go back to the survival mechanisms because this is, again, your ego's job. I'm going to repeat it a lot because I want this to sink in for you because I want you to look around your life and say, where does my ego make my decisions? Anywhere that you are staying safe, comfortable and looking good, despite the fact you know, you want to take a risk, you want to stretch yourself, you want to take a chance, and you're not in order to stay safe, comfortable and looking good. Okay, so your ego identities will say no, no, don't do that. Don't do that. And then there is the soul of you. But the struggle really comes from clinging to our identity in such a way that we never actually meet or unleash the soul. I'm going to say that again. The real struggle, this is where transformation starts to happen. Our awakening moment is in the realm, like in this time area of your timeline. The struggle gets so tough because you are clinging to your identity in a way that you have never met or unleashed your soul. It's that point in your life where you know there's something more for you. And you're like, what the hell? Like, I'm, I, this is not my last job. This is not my last relationship. I need to get out of here. I need to move on. But you are clinging so tightly to this old identity that you don't want to break it up because there actually has to be a death of this ego. And I like to use ego death. It's a little bit harsh, right? Because what really needs to happen is we need to recognize, acknowledge, honor, and detach or disassociate from this ego. So one thing I want to add in here, you know, specifically in the term of inner critic is that 
the inner critic is our is an internal voice and we often obey it as if it's our thoughts or if that voice is us and it's not it is a collective voice of parents coaches teachers leaders mentors friends saying what do you, what would what would people think or don't do that that's stupid or that's that's irresponsible and so that inner critic voice you identify it as you but it is a collective voice of everyone in your conditioning so when you can detach from that voice and you can recognize like if you have the ability to listen to that voice then you have the ability to recognize you're listening to that voice, which means there is a you that can see that. Consider that you, your soul, watching, listening, observing the chatter of the inner critic, which can give you an opportunity to not listen to it, to take it away from yourself and give it an identity of its own and put it to the side such that you can actually make some choices for yourself. And the more that you're able to do this and the more ego identities you are able to identify, the more you can set yourself free from your egos, from your inner critic or inner critics and begin to make your own empowered decisions. Now, I would like to say that this naturally comes with age. Ego death naturally comes with age, but that's not true for everybody. And so I want to, no matter what age you are, I want to give you some thoughts and tools and options to begin causing ego death, or let's use maybe shedding or peeling, like peeling the layers of an onion, right? You can peel a few back, peel a few back. You're still not at the court. Peel a few back, peel a few back. And it causes a lot of crying. I actually make this analogy in my book, Giving Up, Giving Up, The Memoir of a Quitter. Like peeling onions causes crying and sadness and, or not really sadness, but like you're peeling that back and you're, it's dwindling down. But when you get to the core, that's who you are. And so you keep peeling back. And one other analogy I would like to use is the caterpillar to butterfly. So this is more relatable to an age development, a, a natural maturation. So as you age, it should be natural that you stop caring about people's opinions or you realize that accolades don't measure your worth or that uh, you don't have you can set solid boundaries in your life and you don't have to tolerate mistreatment. These are all natural things that the younger you put up with for whatever conditioning you had to make that okay, right? And so consider that natural um, maturation and we're caterpillars through our lives and then we go into these cocoon stages, which are which is transformation. And most actively when you're, you know, you can sense when it's time. And then if you choose self-development or you start getting interested in reading personal development books, or if you're listening to the Hearts Unleashed podcast, you're definitely in that cocoon phase. You're at least starting it. And then that gives you the opportunity to become a butterfly. But here's the ego death part of it. When you become a butterfly, you are no longer a caterpillar. You cannot go backwards. Your chemical makeup literally changes. Therefore, there are parts of you and a whole identity that dies away. 
that is no longer. And so you want to like welcome in the shedding, the unleashing, well, not even yet the unleashing, but the shedding and the letting go. And I like to use the term unraveling. I think it's so beautiful because you really have to unbecome. And uh, one other really powerful quote is you find out who you are by clarifying who you are not. If you can identify the ego identities of yourself that you know you are not anymore, and you can really uh, characterize them and release them, you will be empowered to make this transformation. So let me give you a few different uh, tips that I like to do when giving up your ego and going through ego death. You can identify, characterize, and write a breakup letter to that version of your ego. I have written breakup letters to small Abby who plays it small Abby in debt. I have written breakup letters to debt itself and scarcity mindset itself. Also, um, the athlete, the wife, the daughter, right? And so here's the cool thing about this. Just because those egos die doesn't mean those roles die. It means you're quite literally changing your relationship to it. So I am still a daughter, but I had to let like the 12 year old go. I had to start to mother the 12 year old version of me so that I didn't have my mother mother the 12 year old version of me. Cause when I kept showing up in our relationship, I was 24, 25, 26, but still acting like a 12 year old at times, or I felt like she would treat me like one. So then I would act like one. It would spiral quickly and we would not get along <laughs> at all. And so I had to take responsibility for being a grown woman and I had to reteach people how to treat me. This isn't just about you, boo boo. You have to first learn how to retreat yourself. I'm a grown person. I am my own authority. I can make my own decisions. I have boundaries now, but then you have to set that up with other people who see you an old way. They see you from your old identities. And so like I can specifically, I recall going to my hometown and people relating to me as old identities and I had to let them know like, Hey, I don't play that game no more. <laughs> and they're like, Oh, okay. Uh, whether they accepted it or not was a different story, but it's just part of the process. And then one piece that I'm really excited to give you, which is, uh, so br write breakup letters. That's a really good one or release letters. Like it doesn't have to be sad. And this is, um, something I want to recommend that you tune into this Friday's episode. It is going to be all about this next tip, which is grieve the loss of that identity. You have to reconcile the loss. I am going to have an interview with Timothy and it's called grieving death with grace. And it's all about being able to release your ego with grace and with honor, because what you resist persists. So if you shame this part of your ego, it will show up with a vengeance. So let's say it's the codependent you, the you that relies on men or women to complete you and you give your power away and you let people talk down to you or mistreat you or just diminish your worth, right? There's that part of you. You can't be mad at that part of you. That part of you got you to this point in life and it was to learn a lesson, reasons and seasons. And so even the ego, no matter how much that ego has cost you, that ego has also benefited you in your life. We learn survival mechanisms to survive threatening times that we feel we need to survive. 
So I want you to know while your ego may have cost you a lot, it has also gained you a lot and protected you in tough times. And so this is why we must come to peace with these different versions of us and release them lovingly. And so I highly recommend that you tune into Timothy Demme's episode on Friday, Grieving Death with Grace. It's going to be phenomenal. I already know what, he, what we talked about. So it's like, I can't wait for you to hear it. Uh, and we talk about a lot more tips for truly uh, causing ego death or actively participating in becoming your best self. So there's a lot of unbecoming in order to truly become own, love, share, unleash that beautiful soul of yours. And so I want to thank you for tuning in to the episode 142, Ego and Ego Death. This mortality series is going to continue. We have a few more episodes and it only gets better. We have a couple episodes. Uh, oh gosh, I could go on and on, but really just keep tuning in. And if these episodes about death and endings are really supporting you, I would definitely love for you to share them with people that are going through these processes. And death is usually a taboo conversation, but I love empowering the conversation around death and endings. And a lot of people are not empowered about this conversation. So please share these episodes with people that you know it will serve. I so appreciate it. I appreciate you tuning into the Hearts Unleashed podcast, where we are turning dreamers into doers. Thanks for tuning in to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. We hope you found all the inspiration that you needed today and that you use it to take the next inspired action on your dreams. If you loved the show, share it with a friend. We love spreading the love. For more information, to listen to more episodes, or to shop Hearts Unleashed, head over to heartsunleashed.com. See you next time, Hearts.